Hello, Breakthrough listeners. It's time to embark on your journey towards mastering the infinite banking concept. Ascendant Financial is Canada's gold standard for guiding you every step of the way on your journey of becoming your own banker. Visit mybankersvault.com to purchase our show-stopping package and receive your free wealth accelerator. More money, more control, and fewer taxes await you. Discover the advantages of having ready access to money on demand precisely when you need it to seize high-caliber opportunities with confidence and to watch your wealth soar. Visit mybankersvault.com. Again, that's mybankersvault.com. Tired of the nine to five? Tired of only dreaming about the things you want to do? Want to have more time for your family? More time for you? More time for you? This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we interview qualified guests in the real estate industry all across Canada. We want you to live life on your terms, and we want to help you break through to that life through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. Now your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us again. This is a special episode of the show today for a couple of reasons. This is officially our, uh, this, this show marks our 10 years of doing the podcast. Sandy, can you believe that we've been doing this for 10 years? 10 years. Uh, at times, it's felt like a blur, and at times, it's it's felt like 10 years, I guess. It depends. It's, it's, been, a, it's been an awesome ride, though. It's been... 10 years of uh, lots of fun, lots of lessons and uh, lots of growth. I'm hoping, you know, we'll get into it, but it's, you know, it's been a great ride and glad that we hopefully have some listeners that have been along with us for the whole 10 years. Yeah. I was going through uh, just looking at some of the past episodes and there's a few that I actually don't even remember, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember the content of what was going on in some of them and I, and, and you know, they slipped me. So I had to listen to a few of them again, but um, there's also, one other reason why this show is special, and uh, and that is that uh, Sandy has decided to move on to some bigger and better things. Uh, his goal setting that he was doing for the year made him sort of look at uh, the best use of his time and what he was doing in the future and uh, decided that this is going to be his last show. So that was uh, that's another reason for us to sort of celebrate. We've got a couple of guests with us that have been longtime friends of the show. So, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about why you maybe decided to move on. Yeah, it's uh, and it's, uh, you know, I always always envision my uh, funeral being a celebration, not a not a sad day. So I kind of see it similarly. It's a, <laughs> I, I don't want to ruin the energy here of the show with uh, any, any sadness. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can celebrate the last 10 years uh, and uh, and yeah, I got you know part of my process uh, that we'll we'll talk about this a bit today too with our guests. But uh, you know, how do we look at planning or goal setting? Or you know, part of my my uh, version of that is reflecting on the year past and looking through where we spent time, where um, where we can uh, you know get the highest and best use. Uh, there's a little plug for some, someone to come here of our of our time, but our energy and everything and. You know, there's there's so many so many things going on in life. Uh, there's so many versions of content, and we were just talking about that before the show, right? All the different versions out there, and so many things to keep up with. And um, and yeah, I just I, I I'm super thankful for the 
10 years, you know, all of our listeners, all of our guests, Rob, you, and I've had a great uh, partnership along the way here. Um, it's translated into some amazing, amazing things in my life that I would never have thought would have come from this. Uh, and it's been a real blessing. So I'm super grateful for it, the 10 years. And, uh, you know, at times you go about doing things for a while and you, you kind of think maybe not that there's anything bigger or better. You kind of said bigger and better. I don't know if that's the case. But, um, but just time to change it up and change up some of the energy that I'm putting into things and, um, and go, go test out some new things that uh, I'm sure will be uh, challenging at times, but also uh, you know, fulfilling in, in maybe different ways. And uh, so I, I'm going to continue producing content. Um, I'll put out a little bit more of what that looks like in the coming uh, days or, or weeks here ahead, uh, but people can stay tuned for that. And uh, that's really it. I don't really have much more to say on that, but uh, other than... I'm looking forward to kind of reflecting a little bit on this show with some of our past guests that have been awesome uh, supporters along the way. And uh, I think it's going to be a great show here. So it should be fun. Yeah, we've definitely had a lot of good times, a lot of laugh with laughs. We've learned a lot from the people that we've had on here together. And, uh, you know, it was, it was one of those things where you and I had been talking real estate for, you know, just, days and days, months on the phone together. And we thought, you know, why don't we sit down and make our, like, put this out for people to listen and learn from. And that was how it started. And uh, so we've got a lot of, or a few of our good friends and, and friends of the show here with us. Um, first, I want to introduce Quentin D'Souza, who is, was our actually our very first guest on the show on Woo! episode two. Yeah. And uh, was subsequently on episode 108.5, which I thought was kind of funny. We called it a special episode. And, and, uh, and also uh, episode 136, and he co-hosted uh, episode 153 with me. So he's been on. And I think there was a couple other times you were on just like popping in and out for different reasons. But uh, thanks for joining us today, Quinton. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. We got Ryan Carr as well. Ryan's been on the show a couple times. He was episode 29 and episode 131. So if you want to hear like the, the whole backstory of these guys, we're going to get into a little bit of their background today. But if you want to hear like the more in-depth interviews that we've done, go back and listen to these episodes. And uh, we've uh, welcome, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Good to see you guys. And we've got Meg here too, the longtime friend of the show. And he was on episode 23 and 127. So these guys have all been on a few times. So uh, like I said, go back and listen to their stories. They got good stories to tell. And hopefully we'll have Michael Dominguez on as well, who was one of our very first guests. Got Sandy and I started. I think we both bought our first or maybe not my first investment property. One of my first investment properties. I think same with you working with Michael. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's been a good influence with us. So I think he's going to be joining us at some point along here. So, uh, but welcome, Dion. Thanks, man. Happy to be back. <clears throat> and sorry to see Sandy go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, so uh, again, I guess we'll start with Quentin and we'll just uh, talk a little bit about what he's doing and, uh, you know, some of his investment strategies. And then today we were going to, just because I thought the theme of uh, Sandy deciding to move on from the show was part of how he set his goals and, uh, and plans for the future. I thought maybe Quentin and these guys, we could talk about, 
you know, how you set your goals and, and tell us maybe about some of your big goals as well for the, for the next year and to come. Yeah, sure. So I guess a couple of different things. One, when I started investing in real estate, I really was using the Burr strategy on single family homes mm-hmm. and uh, doing like conversion projects. So, you know, I was really scaling my business in 2008 to 2013, buying those type of properties. And then I had quit my job as a teacher in 2013 and really went full time, started, did like flips for a year. And then I started to get into small apartment buildings and now I'm really more focused on apartment buildings. So usually they're between 10 and hundred units and uh, I'm focused in Ontario. Um, and that's really where a majority of my asset base is. I've got about a 120 million in assets in Ontario. I have properties in in Florida and I'm involved in a a number of projects in the in the U.S. as well. But uh, I am only a partner in those. I am, you know, the main general partner, you'd say, in in all my projects in Canada and uh, in Ontario specifically. So that's that's where I focus. And I remember uh, Sandy and Kate at Durham REI meetings. Uh, you know, just like stay, uh, sitting in the in the crowd, you know, chatting, talking, and like they were wholesaling properties at the time. I remember they were they're doing deals and you know getting things done. And, and then uh, I remember at, I think it was probably I don't know if it's 2014 or 15. And then I I, I introduced them to to Mark Loeffler. And then like all of a sudden it was like craziness, like they're, they're doing everything everywhere. And, uh, you know, got into the, the realtor side of the business that I, I saw them in the property management and then doing like burrs on like small multifamilies. I was like, wow, they're doing so awesome. This is, that's so cool. So, you know, I just, I just uh, remember, I remember them like wide eyed and bushy tailed and like ready to, to rock the world. And, uh, it's so impressive to see, you know, Sandy where he is now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really so uh, happy uh, for him, for him, and for, for, for Kate, and you know, just what the the life that they've kind of built, and uh, you know, just super happy for them. Thanks, Quentin. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and, and you're, uh, it's great that we have uh, you back here because you were one of our, I mean, you were our first guest, but we also, uh, Rob and I met at your club, of course, Durham REI, uh, which was, which is, uh, seems to be, from what I see, a place where a lot of people go to start and just blossom into doing amazing things. Uh, and I think everyone on the show has, has been, a, in some way, shape, or form, a, a big part of that group. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to have everyone back here. And, um, and you said a lot of things that I've been doing, but I think focus has been one of my maybe problems at times, uh, maintaining focus on, on less things. So I think that's, uh, you know, that's kind of part of the, the transition here too, was just, was just uh, focusing on less things. So what are you focusing less on? I'm kind of curious. Well, you know, I have a, so, and we'll tie this into some planning and stuff, goal setting, I guess, too, because, uh, one of the last couple of years, every time I've looked back on my, actually about three years, I would say in a row here, I've looked back on my years and gone, wow, I, things are gotten a little complex. I should make, try and simplify this. And most years I haven't been that successful at doing that. Um, and, you know, it's fun in a way being entrepreneurial and kind of going around and trying different things and, and 
it's also uh as you plan out like all around life and having you know a well-rounded life i think it, it often often you need to spend less time on certain areas for me that it, in a reflection here it's kind of spending a lot of time in business world which i love um and at the same time there's lots of other things that i want to spend time on too i i love i love uh upgrading my health in various ways and having you know things that i want to do with that that are that are fun but also kind of get the competitive juices going um want to do some a bit more traveling around that and going to do some cool runs around the world uh things like that that just are interesting and i think growth oriented in different ways than business uh and requires some time and effort and focus and um yeah, uh, I, I think it, it also when you have some downtime, I find there's lots of time to get creative. And uh, and often if you're just running around from one thing to another, you, you lose that part of of your your life, too. So at times last year, maybe it's the you know, it was a bit of a it was an interesting year. And uh, in a lot of ways, lots of uh, cha more challenges than I've ever had in business world, mm -hmm. which has been awesome. Like, probably the most growth oriented year I've ever had in business as well. Um, but it also kind of sets a, you know, it, it sets a, a limelight on some things that you could, you know, tidy up as well. So, uh, so yeah, so that requires some focus to do that. And so a lot of those reasons there has led to um, just trying to simplify a little more uh, and streamline things. So are you eliminating a business line or like a type of business that you're doing or something like that? Really focused? No, uh, no, really focused on. Uh, we haven't been investing much over the last couple of years. Um, we've been getting, we've been exiting a, a, a partnership on some things that's led to just tidying up a lot of the investment side, which has been beneficial, but also taken a while. So and it, it may be in a good way. I've kind of taken a, a step off the pedal there in the last couple of years. I do want to get back more into that this year for sure. And, uh, and then we have our team, our brokerage and the property management company those are the three kind of main operating businesses and so we're, we're going to focus on those a lot i think there's lots of opportunities in the property management space actually that we want to dive into more um and but we have a bunch of cool things in the works on that uh actually as a little bit of a teaser to that i won't explain much more on this show but uh we we see a pretty big opportunity with that company just with the you know, we really want to educate, help educate tenants more, help them understand processes more. I think as much as we like to complain about that side of things in Ontario, there's also a, an opportunity to help. And, uh, you know, having great tenants really helps your the overall, like, investment, right? It, it, you know, they take better care of it. You can, you know, sleep at night more without any issues. So, you know, we see that as an opportunity to help educate tenants a little better. And we're going to be doing a lot of that over the next year or so and beyond cool yeah very interesting sandy um i, I don't know if, if you remember this but quinton was actually he really helped us get the show off the ground i think more mentally for me than 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 anything else but i remember we said we went to him we said quinton we're gonna do a podcast and he went great come do an interview at durham rei and, and announce it. And I don't even think we had recorded one yet. Or I, I, like, it's possible that we hadn't recorded one yet. But at the very most, we had done one. And then Quinn said, Okay, come and like, come and, uh, and do an interview at uh, I think we interviewed Mark Laughlin. I was gonna say right? it was, yeah. it was Mark, I think. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, you, you know what? It, it, it's for me. It's always important to support people and, and help people with what, whatever their goals and dreams are. And like I'm, because I'm, I'm a teacher at heart, and uh, you know that that's right up my alley. Like local businesses, like you know, Dion's, you know, Dion's, uh, uh, you know, family, and you know, all that stuff. Like I, I'm all, all for supporting you know people and and different things that they're doing. So I. You know, I'm, I'm always happy to do that, particularly like I, I feel like uh, a lot of the people in Durham REI are my family and uh, try to help family is just what you do. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I got reminiscing when you were talking about Sandy and Kate being in the front row or, or we I just remember we were always in the front. We sat yeah. right up in front, so we. I didn't. I didn't want to say it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those were good times, and and like so, I think when when I'm not sure if this is the same reason why you started going to Durham REI, but I went there because I looked at an ad, and uh, uh, that you had put out, and it said, "Can you wholesale houses in Canada?" And you said, "Yes, you can." And so that was like, I was like, "I'm there. I got to go learn about this." Sandy, was that like why you started going or were you just looking for a real estate education in general? You know what? I, I, I don't even know if I can remember why we ended up there uh, or how. Um, I remember it, it must have been 2012, I want to say. Uh, yeah, I think possibly that's probably right. 11 even, 2012, yeah. And uh, I don't know how the heck we ended up there. I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, maybe I called like, did you have wholesaler ads or something like that's that? Possible. Yeah, that's yeah, possible. Yeah, I, I probably called your wholesaler ad and and like, hey, who are you? Do you have any properties I can buy? Like, <laughs> funny you say that. Okay, I got I got, already... I got I got one of those today, and I'm I'm after this show, I'm going to call them because it was a really great letter. Actually, I, I love doing that because you never know what that leads to. Yeah, there you go. As you see, yeah. it's funny as when you, you get see. the guy on the other end that you already know. You're like, oh hey, what's up, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How you doing? How's the wife and kids? Um, Ryan, yeah. uh, let's, so, uh, like I mentioned, you've been on the show a couple of times, you're doing some really cool things. You've got your podcast and, uh, and, um, so let's just take a step back and learn a little bit about what you've been up to. Yeah. So I think all of us, uh, probably met somewhere in around the Durham REI thing, as you guys have mentioned, uh, mm -hmm. I looked back and I think it was around 2014. 2015 that, that I met everybody here and uh, what a ride it's been in the last number of years. I mean, all the ups and downs of the market, the trials and tribulations and uh, very, very cool to see what everybody's built on this call, uh, on the Zoom, on this stream yard. Um, so for me over the last number of years and last year in particular, you know, it was great to like grow, grow, grow and, and, and acquire properties and do deals and all this stuff. Last year, I actually took a step back and I said, hey, how can we do less? Right. If I want to do more of something, let's do more of less. And that was one of the hardest things to go from, you know, early beginnings, doing my first deal in 2012, going full time in 2014. And then, you know, just trying to ramp up as hard as I possibly humanly could. And then coming to, uh, you know, putting the brakes on and saying, hey, let's take a little bit of time off. So I, I very much resonate with what Sandy's saying and saying, hey, let's just take a step back. Let's focus. Let's let's recalibrate here and see what's most important. Is it business? Is it life? Is it family? Is it money? Is it health? Is it, like, what is it? You know, uh, so I did a bunch of that last year, which was a lot of fun. And now this year, I'm going to turn the taps on again. I'm going to do a few more deals, finish up some developments that I have on the go. What are you laughing at, Quinn? <laughs> You're addicted. Don't tell <laughs> me. I'm an addict. I'm a real She's an addict. I'm going to take a break. I'm taking a break. Yeah. I did last year. I did. I did way less than I usually did. 
but uh, yeah, for this year, I'm going to do a handful of flips, uh, finish up some developments that I have on the go and, and again, recalibrate and make sure that I'm enjoying what I'm doing because that's, that's the most important. Yeah. Like, it seems like I, I know that you, you probably are doing less and you know what, even if you're like, if you decide to take a step back, you can still move along at the same rate. I find sometimes, sometimes um, with yeah. less, with less of your time being taken up in your mind on those things. You get smarter That's as you go. You get smarter as you go for sure. So like maybe what used to take, uh, you know, 10 units of effort, maybe you can do with seven units of effort now because you're more efficient with those seven instead of, you know, what used to be taking 10, right? You just like, you know, more people, you know who to call. I remember when basement apartments were all the rage and that was like, that was like, that was the gold standard of doing flips and doing the rentals and like buy the duplex, put the basement apartment in, buy the grandma's bungalow with the blue toilet and the pink bathtub and all this stuff and the unfinished basement. Well, there's only so many unfinished basements to go around, right? Like, let's be honest. And those basements are starting to slowly disappear. And now you got to be more creative with your strategies. And I mean, Looking back, when you're doing these basement apartments, all of the rules were changing from time to time. So now if you want to do a basement apartment, everybody on this call knows what they need to do, right? If they so chose to do a basement apartment. And obviously most people have graduated on from those things. But like, yeah, you get smarter with your efforts for sure. Yeah. And I used to hear a lot of people would make the point of that, that you know, real estate wasn't about passion for them. It was a means to an end kind of thing. And, and it's never been that for me. So like, you know, when you start off and obviously, you know, we all kind of did the same thing, right? With the basement apartments. So, you know, as great as it is to have a sort of set it and forget it method to doing that strategy, you know, for me, it, it got boring, right? Like when you're doing the same thing and every one of them looks the same and that product you're pumping out doesn't excite you anymore, that then does for me, like it was time to move on and do something else. Yeah. You guys have heard that saying, what got you here won't get you there. Right. I forget who said it, but it's, it's the truth, you know, and, and what worked in 1970 may not work today. And what works today might not work in 15 years. Like who knows. Right. But you have to adapt and be flexible with that kind of thing. You know, it, I, I gotta say that Ryan is really in a, like he, I, I just want to say, if you haven't picked up his book, and, and you're thinking about doing some sort of infill development or something like that, you're really missing out a key piece of the, the puzzle for you. This guy is really smart. He's so, so like, you know, down to earth type of guy, but very smart in the way that he is, is thinking about development and infill and being able to maximize a piece of land. So if, if you haven't picked up that book, you definitely should. So what's it called? The highest and best use the highest and best use playbook finding the unfair advantage over your real estate competition yeah nice thanks for, thanks for the plug Quentin. much appreciated and the highest and best highest and best use.com right is that that's the right. book? yeah yeah it's on amazon all over the place yeah yeah <clears throat> right on okay and uh dion just sitting quietly over there we need to get you involved in this CG, so just to, yeah. just to clarify, you should clarify that, Quentin, right? So there are very few Fijians who choose to live in Canada or spend any time in Canada because it's just too damn cold. But on this call, video call today, you have two of us. <laughs> Quentin and I were both born in Fiji, which is a, a tropical island, which is where uh, I'm, I'm on a different tropical island as I speak to you today. But uh, yeah, that's how we all met. And again, I think I've met everybody on this call. Again, thanks to Quentin 
And, and I guess that space and environment that he created over at Durham REI, uh, it's really been a hub of networking for so many people for so many years. So uh, all of us have a lot to thank you for there, Quinton. Yeah. Dion sure. always had such smooth presentations. For anybody who's ever seen him present, like, his, his voice is just, the guy's yeah. just velvet. Like, good God. <laughs> it's just so smooth out there. He just knows his stuff and just, I don't know, just comes out so naturally. And his visuals Thanks, too. Well, his I visuals think, are super awesome. Yeah. Did you, you lived in Australia for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. I am Australian. That's why I, I named my company Kanga Mortgage. Um, easy to remember. But yeah, I spent most of my life in Canada and uh, I married a Canadian, which brought me to Canada, Durham region in particular. And uh, yeah, where I've spent you know, most of my life. And now we split our time between uh, our, our place in Pickering and over here in Barbados, which is we've been sort of bouncing back and forth for the last couple of years. And a lot of that has to do with, again, like the fact that we chose to get into real estate, real estate with a, with a plan. And that plan was to try and use real estate to help us design, you know, the life that we want to live. And that really is spending more time in the sunshine. i got two daughters who are now nine and 11 and to be able to give them this, this lifestyle where they're kind of like international citizens. We were in uh, Canada, we were in Fiji, we were in Australia, just all within the last year. So to be able to do all of that, it really is because uh, we, we managed to focus on real estate for a period of time. And now we're using that real estate to serve our life rather than, well, and for a period of time, like all of us did, we, we had our lives served our construction of our real estate portfolios, but it's all got to be for something. And that is, yeah, you know, setting up the life that you want to live. So um, yeah, that's, that's how I've used real estate in the last couple of years. And I think the first time you guys interviewed me, I remember again, you, you approached me at the D Durham meeting, Rob, you're like, Dion, you should come on, a po on our podcast. Number one, I didn't know what a podcast was back then. <laughs> and you actually helped me download an app on my phone so I could understand what, what one was. And okay. then I remember you interviewing me, and I distinctly remember me being in my office. And most people in my business, their office is in the basement, in the one-bedroom you know, one with a little window. And I remember that interview for many years ago. And in fact, you know, that interview, guys... And, uh, and the advertising that I did on your podcast really drove my business in my early years. So I have a lot to thank uh, Rob and Sandy for, for giving me that exposure. And it really was like a springboard for me in, in uh, getting my name out there. So thank you so much. And, and now I'm happy to say that, you know, over years we've figured out like you, Sandy, and I, I give a lot of credit to you because seen, I've seen the things you do. And I probably do uh, maybe 20% 20, 20 of the things that you do. And I just don't know how you get it all done. <laughs> because I built a team, we've put in systems, we've grown, we've dealt with uh, changing markets and, you know, growing and managing our portfolio. But you've done that on a scale, which uh, is, is really amazing. And I don't think I've ever seen you break a sweat. Like you just seem to be the calm, cool, zen-like person who just manages to have this storm going on around you and just get it all done. So uh, you're an inspiration in that regard. I wish I could be a little bit more zen-like sometimes. My wife would probably wish that too. <laughs> you guys need to spend more time in Fiji. I think I hear it's pretty chill over there. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. 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 Different country, def different demographics, <laughs> different economic standards too. I think your the Breakthrough Podcast for you guys was probably one of the first, if not the first, Canadian real estate podcast to really hit. No. I I think so. I mean. When, when we when I was looking for like to try and learn that was the whole one of the other reasons why we started it was because uh, we were I was trying to learn like Canadian specific 
information and there wasn't any there. Mm -hmm. So I, if we weren't the first, there was maybe a couple guys that did, you know, a few episodes and then the show dropped off and went away or something like that. Right. But that I, I did see that there was a need for it at the time in the market. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly, there was, there was, there was, there was actually, I remember researching, there was half dozen shows that had started and, mm -hmm. and, and done like three or four episodes and then that was it. Right. And so, you know, was, I talk about this story a lot because it's 10 plus years of doing this show. Um, the first two years or give or take, there really wasn't, and we weren't really doing it for this purpose, but if you look back, there wasn't much that we were getting out of it aside from the interaction, which was great with the the guests, but it's not like yeah. we were getting business coming in or money flowing to us in any way, shape or form. And then two-ish years, somewhere in that window, which I find is a very common theme in my life in any business venture, kind of that two-year window mm -hmm. of, of do, being consistent and doing anything consistent, you start to all of a sudden yeah. that, that hockey stick starts to take off, right? And all of a sudden you get not just like one thing coming, but multiple, and then it just, it, it takes off. Right. So those other shows obviously didn't have the big picture in mind and they didn't, they didn't get what they wanted probably in the first few episodes. And they just decided that was, that was it for them. And uh, well, it is interesting, Sandy, like going. what was your motivation when we started? Cause neither of us were realtors and we didn't like think of it as something to drive business to us as realtors. Right. So when you started it, what was your motivation? Well, we, we honestly, we, I think we saw a little bit of what Quentin was doing with the club and we were like, this is like, it's great to have these conversations, to share, to give back. I, I love being part of communities um, in lots of forms, like just that community feel where everyone's kind of win, winning together and sharing um, and collaborating. I think that's a really great thing for business in any, you know, in all business. And uh I just love that. I love doing that. I love going to those meetups. I love talking to others about what they're up to sharing and uh, podcasting at the time was, it was really hard to put together a podcast uh, at the time. I, now it's pretty simple, but back then I remember spending, I spent like a week techno, I'm not like the accurate technology, but it was, I spent, I, I don't even remember what we did. We both did, I guess I'm assuming. I don't really remember the specifics, but we took a whole week, like day and night trying to put together like how the heck you get onto iTunes and that took that took right. days trying to figure that mm -hmm. out. And um And then and I remember like there was one day where we were where you got us onto Stitcher and you know it's just like it, that was a process. It wasn't on all the platforms all at once. It was like, yeah. hey, I figured out how to do this and get us on here. Yeah. It was a lot of work. And that was like it, it, to me it just I we were listening to a lot of American content, right? American shows and there was mm -hmm. so much there's great content. Um but there was always that little gap between Canadian and American. And we, I think at the time, I just, I think both of us, we, we kind of thought that's, there's a gap there. We got to serve the Canadian demographic a little better here. And, uh, and I don't know, I just leap of faith, I guess, to see where we would go. We didn't really know, um, but we wanted to learn too, right? We wanted to learn more ourselves. So that's why we went and got these great guests to come on early and teach us. And hopefully, you know, we thought there'd be some other people that wanted to learn too. Sandy, here's a question. Here's a question for you guys. So, as you started your podcast years ago, obviously, as you say, it was harder to start it at that point, but there was less competition. Now it's easier to start the podcast, right? Anybody can do it, but there's more competition. So, how do you guys, as hosts of a long-standing show, see that from the economic and competition perspective, knowing what you know now and looking back? 
Good question. I mean, anytime there's something that's hard, it's usually hard for uh, a reason, but it's usually more opportunistic in a way because it's it's you know, harder to get into. Uh, there's certainly way more competition now. Uh, we can see in our numbers, like we used to get, we used to get, I might get about the same amount of listeners, but there's other people getting, you know, similar traction and, and tons of listeners soon. Um, and so you have to be creative for sure to stand out more. That's, that's, that's for sure. You can't just, you know, doing the same old thing. That's not doesn't necessarily, you, you said this earlier, Ryan, right? What got you here won't get you there. Uh, yeah. And so you definitely have to get creative and, and make some pivots here and there. Um, but having a, having a show or creating content is, is, is the two biggest things I've found from it uh, is obviously um, interviewing people is an amazing thing because you can get access to people that you wouldn't, necessarily get access to otherwise and you can do that for in a podcast or in videos or writing a book or something just interviewing people is a great way to get access um and then and then build build authority right like if you're out there it doesn't even matter how many people see it necessarily but when you're out there talking to someone that has authority already and you're the one interviewing them your authority goes to the roof and uh Regardless of how many people actually listen to the show, I've always found that if I go and interact with someone and then I tell them who I am and whatnot, and I say, yeah, go look me up and you'll find some stuff and they go look it up and you're like, wow, this. So you don't even have to have actual listeners. If you're going about day to day life and talking to people and you tell them to go look at your show or your interview with someone, your credibility goes through. If you don't have that, that's why people, so many people have started podcasts, right? If you don't have that, it's like, someone else does and you're all of a sudden a little bit lower on that bar of, of authority in whatever niche you want to be authority have that authority in so i don't know if that answered your question or not but there's a yeah question. it did it did it was good rob what do you think same same deal well, i find for me that i don't i don't really pay attention to what anyone else is doing um and i know that like just i i have had interactions with other people who have podcasts and they and they're always trying like they think that i've got some kind of magic sauce that you know we dumped on our show and that got us to where we are but honestly it's totally organic and if there was like any uh, like in our listenership is what i mean like we didn't really go out and push it it just gained its own traction and if i was going to go back i would definitely say that we should have you know uh, for whatever it was worth at the time i think we were just doing it for fun but if I was going to go back, I'd say we should try to get it into the ears of people that want this kind of information a little bit more, um, just to be more helpful at the very least. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, if there's anyone that we imitated, I'd say it's probably Bigger Pockets because I believe Bigger Pockets was out at the time. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they were pretty young still. Like I think it maybe been around for a year or something like that. And so that was sort of what we modeled the show after. But other than that, I'm not like we, I've never, I don't even really listen to any other podcasts, to be honest. I'll, I'll, <laughs> just I'll listen to yourself. I can just listen, listen to, to our old ones just to, just to re-familiarize myself with the guest and what they had to say and that kind of thing. But I, I'm not really listening to any other ones. So we weren't influenced by that. Um, it's just uh, the way that we, the way that we interacted with each other and, and the information that we wanted to pull from the guests, I guess, is like the core was not to imitate or be like anybody else. It was to what do we want to learn from this guest, right? What do we want to pull out of them? Yeah. And so that was more the focus of where where 
the entire show and the form of it came from. Very cool. I have a question for Sandy, actually. And I don't know if you want to discuss this or not, but I, from like the real estate investing community in general is small. So I hear different things about different, you know, ways that you, everybody does business. And I was curious that, did you end up like selling your portfolio to a REIT or something like that? Um, was that, was that part of the exit that you were talking about? Uh, nope, not exactly. Uh, I mean, I'd be okay with that if we, we were going to do that. We didn't, do, we didn't do that. Um, if, uh, no, I'm not sure where you might've heard that. We, we, uh, I'm trying to think where you would have heard that we haven't sold. So I have a, I have a chunk of my portfolio that we're still working some things out on that we still are, are owning and operating together with a, a partner of mine. And, and, um, uh, we're, I mean, if there's a REIT that's listening in some way, shape, or form that wants to acquire us, maybe we'd be open to that. The <laughs> um, Quentin to see a REIT. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's opening up the door there. That's right. <laughs> we haven't done that yet. No, we haven't done that. Um, Was it part of your exit strategy or? Uh, I don't think a REIT would be. I think our, our most of those properties are too small probably to for a REIT to want to acquire them, I would think, uh, or, or, or an investment model like that. Um, I mean, a big part of why I, I, I probably like a lot of us here, I've, I've seen like the smaller properties have just become tougher and tougher to make any sense of. Right. And so we're, we've done a few, we did a few bigger apartment buildings and we, we want to transition more into that space. And, uh, that's kind of the big reason ultimately for, for, uh, shutting down that more, you know, consistent operation that we are running. And, uh, but we haven't sold, I, we've sold a couple, but we haven't sold like in a big you know, a big portfolio sale or anything. Um, so I, no, I don't know. I'm sure where you would have heard that specifically, but that hasn't happened. No, too bad. No. Uh, no. We're, we're, some of us are hoping for that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, Quinton, other than you, who, who does buy a 100 unit apartment building? Yeah. Well, I mean, there are lots of uh, smaller, like not necessarily listed, uh, well, the listed REITs would do that, but you would also have smaller, like private REITs, private LPs. Mm. You know, there are those those uh, that that do that. Um, it's just uh, as as Sandy's saying, the numbers are harder the, the smaller you go, and mm. um, just the way that the landlord tenant board works, it it it, it it's a more advantageous on scale than it is in like ones or twos, right? Because yep. when you don't have income for a year in one property and that's your sole income, that could that could take you out. But if you have a hundred units and you have one unit that, and they're paying nine hundred, and then when you turn them over because they haven't paid for a year and now they're paying fifteen, you know, fifteen hundred, it just changes the value of the building, right? So it's a different model. Just going back to what you were saying, Dion, about uh about Sandy not breaking a sweat or whatever. Um, I do, I do remember, like, I think, I think just being in the space that we're in, obviously you have to be able to handle challenges quite well. Um, but we were doing a show, I guess about a year ago, I think we did a challenges show. It was just me and you. Was it? And we, we talked over all of the challenges that we've had in the past. And I know you were having like a big issue at the time, but it's funny. Like, I think that there is a, a level of being able to look at it 
from outside of yourself, you know, look at the problem from outside of yourself. And yeah, like I think Sandy's pretty good at that. Oh yeah. And you know, Rob, if it was a big issue, it's just funny. It's a big issue. We, we spoke about it on a podcast and I can't even remember what it was. So it must, maybe we got through that issue. Okay. Is it, you, were you talking to me about the issue or is it Sandy? Sandy. Yeah. Oh, Sandy's issue. Got it. Uh, I, hey man, I, I, we've all got issues. I, I'm, I would have <laughs> placed my bet that you've had one. There's only been one guest ever that told me that they had no issues. Is that right? I think, good. well, but that no guest is delusional. There he is. Look at this guy. Speaking of issues, speaking of issues. <laughs> Michael Dominguez just jumped on with us. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Hey. Yeah. Oh, hang on. What, you're in a car? How you doing? Yeah. How are you? Okay, just a sec, guys. So I am actually in the Dominican Republic right now, uh, just coming off a cruise ship. And uh, I'm with my friends, uh, uh, Jesus Tavares and Susan Hope, and yeah. uh, and they are actually former Durham REI members. So uh, so I come all the way to uh, Dominican Republic just to say hi to these guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, um, Michael. I'm gonna just refresh everybody. He was uh, on. We've already talked about you, Michael. We pumped you up a little bit and where you fall into everything. But you were also uh, episode four on our show. So one of our very first guests. And um, and we also did for a little while something called the Michael Minute. I don't know if you even remember doing that. But I think we Absolutely. did like three or four of those where you'd pop on and give us a little real estate tip in the middle of the show. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, obviously I'm not uh, – I'll, I'll – I'll, listen to the show later but uh but no i'm uh i'm just so happy for you guys that uh you know it's it's amazing i'm sure you guys have talked about this a number of times about uh, where we all were eight ten years ago and where we all are now and uh and you know you're in mexico i'm in dominican republic uh it's uh you know life's changed a lot real estate has done a lot for that so yeah uh, absolutely. And uh, and we've already mentioned, of course, we've been talking a lot about this is going to be Sandy's last show. He's decided to move on and do some other stuff. And uh, and that was to do. We tied it in with, uh, you know, just his planning that he's done and his goal setting and where he wants to be and what he wants to spend time on and, and that kind of thing. So um, we're trying to sort of blend that into this conversation. And uh, well, so if we can ask you, what are some of the goals that you have um well it's you know we're, we're i'm entering a we're all entering a new chapter in our lives obviously and in, in the case of lisa and i we're looking to do uh you know more traveling more fun more just just enjoying ourselves and uh and and using uh using the wealth we built from real estate to uh to fund our to fund our lifestyle and uh uh we're actually in in uh, florida for the next three months as well and uh uh, you know, wintering outside of uh, Canada was a lot of fun, and uh, and yeah, this would never have been possible without real estate for sure. And uh, traveling, just honestly, traveling the world is really what I want to do, and I want to experience as much as I can experience. So the goals that you're setting are just which destinations do we want to get to? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah. At this point, yeah. At this point in our life, yeah, we yeah, our goal is uh, we've we've reached our financial. Uh, our financial freedom number, and uh, and now we're uh, just looking to um, create as many bucket list life points as we can possibly do. Is your camera on a rocking chair? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, actually, it's an you armchair. You can be dizzy, man. Um, <laughs> it's so. Well, I'm, I'm remember... in a car. I'm in a car in Dominican Republic, and we're going over speed bumps. So. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Do you remember um, meeting Sandy for the first time? This. Um, well, maybe not the first, but the first meeting I had with Sandy. We were actually at the Los Cabos restaurant, and uh, and uh, Sandy and Kate had all these incredible plans and goals. I think they'd met with another realtor before me, and they had all these objectives of what they wanted to do. And uh, they were these smart alecky twenty something kids, and and I thought their goals were absolutely spectacular. And uh, and I was really happy that they they had these great goals. And uh, and honestly, I think they've exceeded most of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they have. I think that, you know, uh, the, the goals definitely expand over the years as well. From when we started, yeah. it was probably just like, I don't know, Sandy, what was it? Like the goals you're setting now, oh, we want to own like three houses and wholesale uh, a couple uh, as <laughs> probably, well every year. Probably something like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, probably by probably by like five duplexes or something. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely definitely pretty in hindsight now seemingly small, but. But I always think about that. Pretty that. big. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I always, I always think I, I love the quote there that you can, um, you always overestimate what you can do in one year and underestimate what you can do in, in, in five years or ten years yeah. or there's Bill you Gates, know, yeah. Bill Gates, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And we certainly did that. Um, but you know, a lot of people on this call helped us uh, upgrade those goals over the years. So that's been that's been awesome, and uh, that's why I love seeing uh, you know Michael doing his thing down there and different. You know, this is ten years if we look back on the show 10 years and um, I think back then, Michael, you were just being uh, just not new as a realtor, but you weren't, you weren't like 10 years in the business yet. You were maybe a few years in and uh, five years or so. And then you were, you were buying your rentals and everything, but look yep. at the 10 years back now and you're, you're living a uh, different lifestyle. Right. I was going to say much better. Probably it is better, but <laughs> different. That's I, for I sure. think so. Michael, and, are and, you yeah. cold right now? <laughs> no, but it's a better it's, lifestyle. It's, it's 31 yeah. degrees Celsius, so that's pretty good. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, I think, like, if I could share one thing for everybody who's listening and just getting started is, is I think many of us were treating ourselves like real estate experts when we didn't know shit. And, uh, uh, and honestly, we, a lot of us faked it till we made it. And, uh, and, and then it just sort of, you know, before we knew it, we were actually doing what we were hoping to do. So it really worked out really well for all of us. So, uh, so yeah, the, but the key is to take action and then repeat and take action again and do it a third time and a fourth time and, and just don't stop. And when you run into challenges and when you run into some roadblocks along the way, um, you know, you just find a different way to get there. And that's kind of what we did. I remember you told the story once, something about um, picking up a couch with Sandy and Kate in the side of the road or something like that. Again. Yeah, so um, this is while we were looking at real estate. And by the way, I'm trying to do it with a bit of a background here in the in the outside. And uh, and so, yeah, I think Sandy could probably tell the story better than I. But uh, but we were looking at real estate and we were looking for potential flips. And uh, and we were in a, a four seat convertible, uh, uh, a Mustang convertible. And Sandy, uh, uh, actually, no, it wasn't Sandy. It was Kate. Kate says, I could flip that and uh, I could, I could rent it, fix that up. And so, uh, yeah, if there's a chance of showing one of those photos one more time, it was uh, a lot of fun. We basically had a cat piss uh, couch um, sitting on top of uh, Sandy and, and I'm driving a convertible uh, down the highway 
uh, with a top down and a, and a full size, full size, uh, full size couch right on top of it. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I, well, and I talk about, the, was she able to flip the couch? I remember we did. I think we made a few hundred dollars or something. It, it was not. It was not the highest uh, use of uh, of our time, probably. And it was uh, a time where I was definitely sweating a lot at that but moment you- with, the, <laughs> with the couch piss smell and everything in in the back of uh, of the car. You, there, you earned uh, the two hundred dollars. That's for sure. It, yeah. Do you think if you, got, you, think if you got a- bought you some wholesaling signs? This was know, by the, this was also needed, right. This was also in South Oshawa. Uh, you know, there was a. <laughs> Do you yeah. think if you got a traffic ticket, that would be considered a business deductible expense? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, and one thing I want to say as well, Rob, is I, you know, obviously this is the talking about Sandy, but uh, but yeah, the way you've evolved over the last 10, 15 years has been just as spectacular, and I'm I'm just as proud of you as I am Sandy. And I know I know I had a very 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 small role in both of you, but I I feel like I. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you nonetheless. So anyway, I wanted to congratulate both of you before I go. Um, I'm with my people, so I didn't want to keep too long. So anyway, I just wanted to thank you for uh, for doing the podcast for as many as you, as you did. And you're, in my opinion, your podcast was as good or better than any other one that was around. And so anyway, congrats. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks hey, Michael, this show, this show also marks 10 years of us doing the show. So that's amazing. Eh? That as well. Anyway, okay, thanks. Appreciate you stopping in. All right. I'll Enjoy see, the rest I of just wanted to say hi. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I've got one day in Dominican, and I haven't seen these guys in five, six years. And, again, that's the beautiful, the power of real estate is we made friends with people around the world, and, uh, and we, get to, we get to enjoy the fruits of our labor. So for those of you that are thinking of getting into real estate and you're talking about the, and you hear all the, the bullshit about the tenant issues and the, and the mortgage issues and stuff like that, you know, there is, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So that's sort of what the message I want to live, leave with you. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. We'll okay. talk soon. Bye. Have fun. Yeah, bye-bye. Just, just way, for yeah. the record, I'm, I'm in Costa Rica, not Mexico. And if anyone wants to invest in Costa Rica, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> well, I, I think I'm in Canada and I'm paying Mike's second mortgages because he's lent me money. So I hope he's enjoying all of the funds that I keep sending him. Have another margarita on me, Mike. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> he's, probably got more, 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 he's probably arranged more mortgages than me, and that's my profession. God. God. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Dion, maybe about, uh, you know, we're looking ahead to this year and planning and whatnot. What a, I know mean, we don't get necessarily super specifics, but what's what's on the horizon with mortgages? What are you foreseeing or what's uh, any insights into that side of things? Um, you're the you're the expert. Now that Michael's off, yeah. you're the expert. <laughs> sure, sure. So, I mean, I think for the last two years, all of us have been waiting for some kind of positive sign. Um you know, the Bank of Canada had really done their job in robbing the Canadian consumer of like positive sentiment about the market. And uh, a lot of people sitting on the sidelines, I think we had the lowest volume of transactions last year than we had since the year 2021, sorry, 2001, more than 20 years. I don't know, you, pro- you realtors would know better than me. But I-, I did the math on that. And, you know, in that same period where, you know, we are basically last year the same level of transaction as 20 years ago, in the same period, our population grew by 10 million people <laughs> in the same period. So it's actually, we, we actually had a net negative last year, even beyond uh, the 2001 number. Now, as that relates to, 
interest rates, the future of mortgages. Uh, well, the US Fed came out uh, mid-December basically broadcasting uh, that they have got staged drops in interest rates in the foreseeable future. And they actually, and I, I honestly, I've never seen a central bank do this, but they plotted a graph for the next three years uh, out, out to an interest rate of 2.9% in, in the United States, down from five and a quarter where it is today. And of course, when that happened, the Canadian bond traders saw that, the bond yields drop. And uh, since then, we have seen a drop of around 0.75 or, or almost close to, closer to 1% on the on the five-year rates um and some of our major lenders major monolines um now the bank of canada is still verbally warning the canadian consumer that hang on more rates there could be more rate increases and i think what they're trying to do in their language is still um keep the feeling depressed because the last time they were slightly positive which was the first half of last year where we had a pause and the language is a little, little, little bit more positive, um, we saw an explosion in property prices um, just for the first couple of quarters of last year. They don't want to see that happen again. And so here's what I think is going to happen. Interest rates are going to probably be on the, de on the decline, but the government and the Bank of Canada in particular are not going to be hyping that fact up. Right? That's what I see over the next uh, year or so. Of course, we're gonna have to watch the, the uh, announcements around um, inflation in particular, job growth. Uh, real GDP growth last year, guys, was negative. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but we had uh, a certain rate of uh, uh, GDP growth in Q3, and then in Q4, the number was lower, right? And, and, and so we had two, two consecutive quarters of negative growth. But then at the same meeting, they revised their Q3 uh, uh, percentage, which made it look like we didn't have two negative quarters, right? And so they're kind of fudging the numbers, in my opinion. I think the economy is actually a little worse than what the government and these numbers are making us look like. I, in my opinion, we are in recession, especially if you do it on a GDP per capita number. And so the United States has told us they're going in a particular direction. We likely will have to follow. And, uh, and also, you probably know this, and Quinton, you would know this. Quinton, are you getting 30-year mortgages, 30-year terms in the United States on, on the mortgages yep. that you're taking? Right? Yes. And yep. I'm highlighting this because in, in Canada, we generally only take five-year terms, meaning at every five-year mark, the consumer is impacted. We get impacted faster than those in the United States. And so if the United States is going in that direction. We have to go in that direction uh, because we feel the effects much faster. So long answer to your question there, Sandy. I don't know if that's helped. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'd be curious how, how everyone's uh, you know, looking ahead this year in terms of your investment strategy. I know Ryan's doing, uh, doing, doing more. I don't know what that means. Like instead of 30 transactions or unit, he's going to like, like, 50 again or something i don't know but uh <laughs> but uh i love to because a lot of uh, a lot of people have been kind of either sitting on the sidelines a little bit or a little bit you know not quite as active as they have at, at in, in some years and um and i, I kind of see the market certainly from a price point you know definitely near or at the bottom potentially so i think there's certainly opportunities right now if you can make the financial part of it make sense but uh but the year or, but that window of opportunity is going to be 
moving away pretty soon, I believe. So, you know, are we getting more active this year? Is that part of your, your uh, thought, Ryan, of why you're getting more active? Is it that, you know, the opportunity is just too hard to miss or what's the, any, any reason behind it? Yeah. Uh, last year was more of an emotional decision. Honestly, I just wanted to take a break. And then this year, like last year, I tried to go and do, you know, do less. And I still did some, but I mean, generally speaking, I wanted to do less just because I wanted to take a break and I just wanted to enjoy life. Right. And I think that the, you know, just to, to Mike's point, as he was on there talking about being in Dominican and traveling the world and all this stuff, we did some traveling too. And that was a lot of fun, uh, some business, some personal, but I mean, generally you got to take a step back and say, okay, what are we doing all this for? And for every incremental dollar that you make, is it going to materially affect the outcome of your life? And if the answer is no, well then making more money wouldn't be any better for you then you know they're not so so why bother right is, is a quick question yes everybody loves more money because it's you know it's it's important and the world runs on money but like i believe after going through last year coming into this year that money should enhance your life not be ruled by it right and um going into this year i've been planning land for the last you know land planning takes time so i've been planning land in the background uh something that is is coming to fruition now so if i decided hey you know what now's a good time to build because i think the economic horizon is going to be better for new construction or land severances or rezoning or more density um those things are already in play and because they take time and because i don't have to put in physical hours necessarily in the same respect that um uh, maybe growing a business would require or acquiring deals would require, you know, all of that can take place in the background. And because it's been taking place in the background, now it can happen in 2024 if I so choose to build it. Is, is, is season two of Hoarder House Flippers could <laughs> go on HGTV or no? No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Oh. So no, they, they, they ran a second season. Um, we were asked to be part of it. Uh, we were not ended up or we did not end up being part of it uh, for a number of reasons. But uh, yeah, we decided to not do season two, but they did run it and it will be coming out at some point in the future. Well, at least I won't be able to have to see you when I'm on my treadmill and I see you like Ryan <laughs> up there while I'm at the gym. I'm like, what the hell? I can't escape this guy. Anytime there's reruns, I get text messages, Facebook messages, Instagram messages from people saying, hey, like I'm in the doctor's office and you're up on the screen or, or I'm on the treadmill or like I'm in the grocery store, like some, some crazy places, right? And they pop up and people will send me a thing and be like, hey, I see you guys on TV. But that was it was a lot of fun to do that show. Uh, we enjoyed it. The people were great. The camera crew was great. Production was great. Everybody was good. It was just a really good, positive experience. And I think to Sandy, to your point of growing a podcast, uh, more so like a business card to like overarch the whole theme of it, doing a TV show is very much the same, right? Yeah. It, it's a business card and it, it really goes down to the profile of, you know, who is, you know, who is Ryan Carr or who is any of the people on this phone call? If you do content or you have a book or you do a podcast or you're a prominent face in the business industry where people know you, that all goes towards your credibility as an authority figure. So yeah, we had a good time doing the show. Hey, could I ask Ryan um, regarding density, because you're, you're working in that world um, more deeply than myself, what are you seeing, what has been approved and what do you see happening in terms of just, let's say the regular people out there who own a house in, 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 Durham, in Durham region or in Toronto. I know in Toronto, we've got this blanket, you know, as long as you have enough land, you can build a four unit. What, what do you know is happening in Durham or further east or, or yeah. Quinton? No, no, five units, sorry. Oh, yes, correct. Plus the garden suite, right? Yeah. 
That's right. Yeah. Toronto, Toronto's five. So I wrote about this in the book actually last year and I talked about density being the number one driving factor. So I, I was saying like, okay, the basement apartments, that was like the gold standard for a long time. Well, when they came out with the whole coach house thing, allowing three units per property, um, a lot of municipalities now throughout Ontario are saying, okay, we understand that people want, you know, a basement apartment and the main unit in the house, plus the garden suite in the back. Well, now we'll say, uh, let's change the built form such that if we want to do a purpose-built triplex under one roof, like one foundation, one roof. Uh, a lot of that is being approved now also. Um, since then, and you know, since mid to late 2023 and now rolling forward into 2024, uh, you're seeing like the city of Toronto come out, they're saying we'll allow four units in a house plus a garden suite, so five in total. Uh, some municipalities like Ajax are allowing four units as of right, provided you have parking and some various things. Um, I think we will see four units become more and more common as time moves on, whether that's under one roof or whether that's, you know, two or, you know, two units in the main house and, and two in an accessory dwelling, like a coach house, uh, that's kind of yet to be seen. But I think that there's a business case for, for all of the above, frankly, just with prices, you can't carry a house as a single family home or, or oftentimes even as a duplex anymore, depending on where you're buying. Yeah. And I'll tell you from the mortgage perspective, I'm seeing that yeah. every day, as you can probably imagine, um, yeah. first time home buyers, uh, you know, you could used to, you used to be able to bootstrap it yourself in many cases where, you know, and I'll give you this example. Um, when I first started in this business more than 15 years ago, I was at um, Shepherd in Victoria Park, which is blue collar Scarborough, new immigrant Scarborough. And back then we were helping people with $45,000 incomes buy houses or townhouses in and around Scarborough. And those same houses, which they paid 200 for, are now worth a million. Yeah. But those same people or the same category of demographic aren't earning much more than 45 grand. They're making 55 grand now. Mm -hmm. So house prices are up 300%, incomes are up 25%, and this disparity is, is huge. So the extra income that a person can get from that basement or the ex two or three units extra is going to really help. But still getting in to buy those properties is a challenge. And that's a whole other issue um, where we're, we're seeing this transition of wealth from the, the the parents to the children happening more so now than than historically. And I think a lot more people are realizing they have to give this uh, living inheritance to their children rather than waiting until they pass and give it to them in their wills. Wow. I think that's the future of, of real estate in, in Ontario in particular, because to get your foot on the ladder, um, it's so much harder than it was just 10 years ago. Hmm. Charlie Munger came out with something just before he passed away. And he said that people in the future need to be comfortable and more comfortable with just making less. And that was his future expectation on, on ROI and, and various things in the economic landscape that we have ahead of us. Uh, people just need to be comfortable with making less. And I think there was a past president. I forget who it was. I think it was in the seventies. And he said that our standard of living for modern times is just too high. And we need to be more comfortable with living on less. And mm. I, I think about that from time to time. And I just think back and like, gosh, you know, we've got, we've got public transit that runs 24 hours a day, which is good. We need that. We have roads that we could just jump on, you know, jump in the car and, and drive as far as we want, uh, you know, as long as we want for, uh, you know, what used to be a $120 license plate tag. Now the tag is free, right? Like, like all of these things that we come to enjoy in modern day living, I think is very interesting. And when you take a step back, we really do have a lot, but by having a lot, we also, we also have to support all of those things. And mm -hmm when interest rates go up, the economic climate changes such that maybe those things that we have may not become as important, you know, moving forward. So lots to think about for sure. 
And, and the cost, you know, what's funny is the cost of living is, is so crazy. Like I was talking to my, my partner, Andrew Brennan in Mexico, and he was telling me that the prices are very similar to the prices in Canada. And I was mm. like, Mexico? Mm. And I'm like, yeah. And, and he's like, yeah. And then, you know, I was in the States and like the, the cost of things were really similar. So I'm, I'm surprised at that when, I, when I heard Mexico and like, you know, he was telling me going to like Burger King and buying a whatever meal was like $15, right? Or $20, something like that. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Well, Quinn, you don't eat anymore, so that doesn't impact you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys heard of the Big Mac Index? Where they track the cost of, Big Mac of it, yeah. all throughout the world. Yeah, you Google it. It's called the Big Mac Index, and that's how they peg inflation. They peg it to the cost of a Big Mac. Interesting. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yeah. Like a Big Mac in Japan is so much, and a Big Mac in the States is so much, and they like they they track cost of living and inflation to that. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> interesting. So you, actually, you know, I'm going to pick up on something you touched on there, Ryan, which was um, that we may need to expect less moving forward. Hmm. And uh, what I'm hearing from, say, Quinton and Sandy, and I'm I'm not sure what you're doing, Rob. But it sounds like a lot of you are moving up into this upper level, upper category of, of housing, you know, larger properties, uh, higher dollar costs um, to purchase. Uh, but all of us made our way there um, through buying those single families or duplexes and those types of things. And uh, I'm seeing, and you guys know the numbers, where, where interest rates are right now and cash flow is, and even though rents are up significantly, um, we can't make those numbers work like we did just say five years ago, right? So um, the question is, you know, how far will interest rates come down and will prices come down? I don't think we're ever going to see a point where they're going to come down to the point where we're going to be able to get that 500 to 1,000 bucks cash flow uh, that we, we were getting, say, just five years ago. I don't know if that's in our future, right? And what I, what I can tell you is before I came to Canada, I was in Australia. And Rob, you and I have spoken about this topic where in Australia, people are happy to buy property with negative cash flow, banking on future appreciation in the asset, right? And, uh, and that has been culturally accepted in Australia for more than 30 years. We're nowhere near there in Canada right now. But I think it's going to come down to a question going forward for these smaller investors. Are, is positive cash flow going to be as important as it historically was? And if, it, if it's not, then is real estate still going to be important? I think it will be, especially when you do those comparisons to the alternatives, which are um, mutual funds, which is where most people would put their money if they're not putting it in real estate. And the thing is, the Canadian consumer hasn't ever, the, the Canadian investor that we all know, hasn't ever purchased property knowing that it was negative cash flow unless they were sort of those downtown pre-construction buyers, right? Uh, I think the future is, is one where we may expect less from cash flow uh, in real estate and, and bank a little bit more on, on, inflation, uh, on, on appreciation. Could you comment on negative gearing with rela relation to, because I think that maybe is something that people don't understand. Yeah, yeah. And Rob, you and I spoke about this on a previous podcast, but negative gearing is the idea that, yes, I'm buying a property. Uh, it's it's going to be negative cash flow. Oh, and by the way, in Australia, interest-only mortgages on, on investment property is standard, okay? Mm -hmm. That is not the case in Canada. It's never been the case, right? It's always a, an amortized mortgage over 30 years in most cases. So every month, you're not just paying principal interest, but you're paying principal. In Australia... 
all major banks have an interest-only mortgage product. This makes cash flow a little bit better, right? But these people are buying these assets, 100% uh, tax write-off on the interest because the entire mortgage is interest, uh, and they're negative cash flowing. Let's just say five grand a year. It's going to cost them to own this property, okay? But they're banking on the idea that that same asset is going to increase in value by 15 grand. And so what they're looking at is yeah, five grand backwards, but 15 grand forwards, we're still, we're still ahead, right? And what they're doing is they're comparing that five grand um, that they're putting into real estate versus putting it into the stock market or mutual funds, in particular mutual funds, where they don't get, mar they don't get margin loans in mutual funds, right? Um, and the, the, the returns are generally still better, still better. And it's an entire tax write-off when it comes to the mortgage. So that's, that's what negative gearing is. It's, it's a term that I think, Quinton, I'm actually going to be speaking at a, a big Ontario Real Estate Association event uh, in March. And this is actually an idea that I'm going to be putting forward to, to let Canadian realtors know that this is a, something that they may start to need to get familiar with uh, in the decade ahead as it comes to real estate, real estate investing. Yeah. I mean... One thing I want to say is that there are people who are cash flowing positive in Ontario, right? Like, you know, but you're going out to smaller centers. So you're going out to like Peterborough or Belleville or Coburg or, or maybe you're going further afield to Kingston or like maybe Welland or something like that on the other end, right? So, yeah. but I think that, you know, over time, what's happened is like you could cash flow in Ajax and then the purchase prices go up and then mm. the rents don't allow you to be able to do that without bringing it to like higher density. But then it moved out to like Whippy and then Oshawa and then, you know, Clarington and now further out. The, the challenge with that is that if you're getting into tertiary markets, you know, how does that look from a demographics perspective and, you know, um, how is the asset appreciating and what type of asset appreciation that, do you have? Because, you know, it's great to have cash flow, but really your wealth comes from the increase in the asset base that you own over a longer period of time. You're betting that in 10 years from now that your asset base, if your asset base is 10 million, you're betting that it's worth 20 million, you know, 10 years from now or more. And if that's the case, what's, you know, the real point is being able to carry that asset over that 10 year, 10 year period of time. I can see how negative gearing would kind of play into that, but um, I, I still think it's possible, but it's becoming harder and harder. Definitely. Definitely. We're doing well in our student rentals, mm -hmm. you know, still as far as cash flow goes. Because so, you're by the bedroom, right? Pardon me? You're renting by the bedroom? Right. Yeah. 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 And I guess, yeah, Rob, so my question there would be, what year did you acquire that student rental? They were all within the last five years. Okay. Yep. But buying that same asset today uh, at the at the room rate you're getting, that's that's what I'm referring to in like in terms of the future, right? Because people who are buying today are buying at a higher base rate. Right. And I, I think Definitely. a lot of people have been waiting for these prices to drop significantly more. And I don't think that's a reality from what they're I'm showing, seeing already. They've shown it's, it's just an inverse relationship to mortgage rates, right? The price came down and the rate went up and your payments kind of net the same. And then as rates go back the other way, the price is going to go back up and your payment's going to be not the same. Like, like it's, it's, it's an inverse, it's people that are playing the spread, right? Is where the opportunity is. But in terms of your monthly payment, are monthly payments significantly higher now after buying an asset price that's fallen or are they about the same? You're, you're talking about right now? Yeah. So, so like, the reality right, is right. 
Yeah, so right now, um, the prices haven't dropped to the point that the monthly uh, monthly mortgage payment is similar to it was in, say, 2020. Okay. Right? It's, still, it's still elevated above that number. That's the truth. Yeah. Significantly, though? Or is it somewhat tied? Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty significant. We're, you know, really? 20% or so. Yeah. Really? On, okay. on, if we're talking, say, first-time home buyer product in, mm -hmm. let's say, Durham region, for example, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so put simply, a bungalow that was worth... Uh, 600 grand five years ago, right? Increased to 900 grand, right? Just in the year 2022. Yeah. But that, that asset hasn't returned to 600 grand. It's settled at around, say, 758, somewhere around there, right? Yeah. And, and so that, that, that hasn't, hasn't come to the point where monthly payments are equal to what it would have been five years ago. That's that's the reality. Yeah. yeah politically, that's a hot potato, right? If, if, Ooh. if, if, if you had prices come down that significantly and a majority of the Canadian population, you know, has their wealth in their house, their primary mm -hmm. residence, mm -hmm. that's not going to be very beneficial to any political party. Like you, you there's a certain amount that you can take, mm. but at a, at a certain point it becomes like a, you know, like a killer for a like a political party. Right. Like, and, and, I, and I think that'll show up in the polls and really, you know, Governments are only four years and they're just trying to get reelected. So. so this is exactly the conversation that Sandy and I started this show wanting to have 10 years ago. So I do appreciate all you guys coming on here and, and bringing it to that point, reminding us of the way that it used to be and the motivations that we had. Uh, and thank you all for coming on and, and sharing this uh, Sandy's final show with us. Well, the thank you, Robert. 10 year uh, anniversary. I think uh, I want to highlight that for sure too. Cause look at all the stuff that's happened in 10 years. Uh, so many things to talk about it. And so in the next 10 years, there's going to be even, you know, probably even crazier changing changes happening in real estate, but in the world too. Right. So, um, for sure. so many interesting I things. Think happen I'll just say like to 10 years of consistency, like kudos to you guys for actually putting in the, the work year after year, you know, people rarely stick at one thing for one or two years, but for 10 years, that's uh, really something that we should acknowledge. And, uh, you know, Sandy, as long as you're, you're heading off into the sunset, but I think all of us have a question for Rob, Rob, what's next for breakthrough? Um, well, we, we just finished building a house here in Costa Rica not long ago. I think that um, we were, we were going to try and sell it, but I've decided to get it ready for Airbnb. So it's up. It just went up on Airbnb. So that'll be our first uh, short-term rental property. And uh, it's, it's, it got booked up pretty good, actually, right away. Um, so looking forward to that. And now I have the lot next door to it. So we got to get that project going and build something else there. I was going to build the exact same house, but I pivoted a little bit away from that idea just because of the costs and whatnot. Um, but we're still in the planning processes there. And then, of course, like I really enjoy helping all the Canadians that have come and invested down here. And that's mm. been that's been um, a lot of fun. And most of them have come from this show. Right, hearing on the show what I'm doing and down here being able to help people invest here. So, uh, so just more of that as well. So, you're going to keep the podcast running in its current sort of sequencing and stuff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, I mean, well. there's going to be, I don't, I don't know yet. We're going to do some. I'm definitely going to keep doing it. Awesome. Good to hear. Yeah, for sure. 
Sandy's already giving me his blessing on, on going, staying, uh, going forward with the show. So, got it. And maintain the, the longest running, here. longest running uh, Canadian real estate podcast. Got to maintain yeah. that for for life. Someone's got to keep that going. <laughs> endlessly. We'll, we'll get them back to your kids because we can't lose that one. Doing it all the while as well. Sandy wants um, Sandy wants a royalty. He's like, you keep doing it, but you know, don't forget <laughs> yeah. your roots. The show's That's never right. made money, really. So there's no royalties to pay. But yeah. um, but it's you know all of the wealth that's come out of it has just been external in externally influenced. So um, uh, Dion, I, I love hearing you do your talks, and you know you make a lot of good points. Especially, I, I think you sort of gear that idea of what you were talking about there, uh, just to show how how you can take advantage of the market that we're actually in, you know, despite all of these things that look bad in the market. So uh, how can people get in touch with you? And uh, maybe just some final words. Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting year in real estate. Uh, from my perspective, if you're interested in buying real estate, you should go and get your mortgage pre-qualification today because I feel like the next quarter in particular is going to see some significant moves. Uh, and you don't want to be in the middle of those moves and running around trying to get qualified. So that's the plug for my business, which is Kanga Mortgage, um, meaning that if you want to talk to some people regarding getting pre-qualified, be it your first home or your 10th, uh, we work with a lot of investors, uh, please feel free to reach out. Um, so it's kangamortgage.ca, and uh, I'm on Instagram at, uh, at the Dion Beg. Very good. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, I know you got all kinds of things going on. Tell us about the podcast. Tell us about the book and how people can get in touch with you and uh, and final thoughts. Yeah, get the book here, the highest and best use playbook. I wrote it last year. You can get it at thehighestandbestuse.com. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the different places, and it's an Audible now too. So if you want to hear me speak at you for the next seven hours, uh, yeah. you can get it on Audible. <laughs> and I did actually. You read can't it. take breaks or no? You just gotta. Uh, oh, no, it was many many sessions that you okay. together. Yeah, uh, Mike. No, I'm saying that when they're listening, they can take a break. Oh, they can, no, they can't take a break. You just no, get the no bag break. of popcorn. One shot straight through. Mike Dominguez actually recommended the uh, guy, so it's too bad that he was off the call. But uh, yeah, so it's on Audible now too. Uh, if people want to reach out, they can get me on Instagram, Facebook, all the different social media platforms, and uh, check out the book at theheistinvestuse.com. Awesome, Quentin. What do you yeah. Have going on? What do you want to talk about? Well, people can connect with me at quintondesouza.com if you want to book like a 15-minute call, talk about real estate and wealth. Uh, I also have a link tree at QMANREI, and that's all my Twitter, Instagram handles. So that, that'll be good. And Durham REI doing the, yes. those, those every month. Absolutely. Those meetups. Since 2008. If you're in anywhere in the vicinity, definitely go and check yeah, that out. And if we have people come in for like two and a half hours, people from Kingston, people from the other end of the city, like Oakville coming out. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would, I would venture to say that all of us are here because of Durham REI. hundred percent. hundred percent. And okay. since, uh, since Quentin has a, a link tree, let's all go on after and we'll all book 15 minute calls with them. <laughs> Just load up the calendar. I'm lonely. Somebody talk to me. I'm lonely. Oh, no. You're not allowed. Forget it. You have to hold it for our next cigar time. That's right. That's right. Sandy, 
Where are people going to find you going forward? And what do you what do you want to leave us with? Yeah, a lot of pressure on, the, on that one to leave 10 years. Um, but, you know, we talked a lot about that during the show. So I think, you know, I'm just really grateful for everyone here on the call, for sure, for being here. Uh, having a great last show for me, but also celebrating our, our 10 years uh, of educating Canadians in this space. And uh, really grateful for our listeners. Rob, you, of course, been a great partnership. Thank you. Um, you know, really the listeners, I mean, we do it all for, for sharing and providing great informa information for them. So uh, I know we've got some long, long-standing listeners, so really grateful for them for uh, tuning in and, and helping us uh, through the 10 years uh, in, in terms of supporting and growing the show and sharing it with, you know, friends and family and everything. And uh, it's been a great ride. So I'm <clears throat> really excited um, for, for what's to come, whatever that might be. Anyone wants to connect with me or, or find out more about that, they can go to it's or they can find me at it's Sandy McKay on any social media platform with that handle. And uh, and yeah, I, I got nothing to announce right now, but uh, certainly look out for some some more fun things. I'm going to continue creating content, sharing information. I'd love doing that here for ten years, and we'll we'll keep doing that in other places as well. And uh, and. Uh, I hope to hear still in the future about many, you know, cool things that our listeners have done and gone on to accomplish through uh, through all the different interviews we've done here and, and, and lessons they've learned. So uh, I imagine that will continue going, and I hope uh, the show keeps going and creates. You know, I, I mean, we never we can't say we we have the most episodes ever, but like I said before, we we can always say we're the longest running. So I hope we can continue being the longest running podcast for. Hey, Rob, maybe you can have him back as a guest one day if he's good. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Of course, he knows that. I mean, we could, we could talk to him on every one if he wanted. That would be fun. But uh, <laughs> that would defeat the purpose, I think. Um, no, it's been an amazing journey here. And, like, we've had so much fun talking to our guests and learned so much. And, uh, yeah, thank you for putting this together with me and and building it up to what it's been. So I just appreciate all that and I wish you the best of luck, man. Thanks. Going forward. All right. Well, you know, this has been a heck of a show. I do appreciate all of you guys coming on, sharing this with us. So it's been amazing and we're going to have many more to come. So don't worry about that. We're still going to be talking to some great guests and carrying on. So we'll see you on the next one. You've been listening to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. And we hope you've been inspired to take control and live life on your terms. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time.